Welcome to the Long Roll Podcast, everybody. You'll notice that this week we're doing something a little bit different. I had the opportunity to sit down with four individuals that were selected to attend this year's Eddie Adams Workshop. A lot of times what you'll see on social media are highlights and incredible accomplishments of those who have attended the workshop and what they've been doing in the industry since. But this is a unique opportunity where we actually get to sit down and get to know them before they go to the workshop and they get to explain how they got to this point in their life and their careers. Uh, they're all at different stages, so that makes this interesting to listen to. I think beneficial to anyone who's in this photography field, regardless of where you're at yourself. And we also get to hear them share their expectations for the workshop and what they'd like to take away from it. And also, what's life going to look like a year from now? I really enjoyed the time I had to spend with them, and I think you will too. So let's go ahead. I'll stop rambling and let's go ahead and introduce this week's guest. We have Gustavo, Chad, Dan, and Abigail. So again, I want to thank you all for uh, having time today to come and do this. Again, I know we shared this before. I pressed the record button, but I think this is an incredible opportunity for and not just us to learn about each other, but for future applicants to listen to our stories, listen to your story specifically, and they're going to be able to find a way uh, to find a connection between what you're sharing and themselves, and they'll see uh, the opportunity and why it would be important for them to seek out attending the EDM's workshop or just a, a doing something that you've already attained within your career yourself and applying it and getting more fulfillment out of this craft that we all love and we all, we're all passionate about. But um, I know before we pass around the room, I'll introduce myself for y'all who aren't really too familiar with me. I'm Griff. I run the social media for the EDM's workshop and also host the Long Roll podcast where we highlight and we interview Eddie Adams Workshop alumni from all different backgrounds. We sort of peel back the layers of their life and we sort of see how they got to the point where they're at, where they're creating incredible work and they're inspiring us with their accomplishments of what they've done and what they're doing in this community. Um, but I'll go ahead and pass the baton off to Daniel. If you can just introduce uh, again, who you are, uh, where you're at right now, and then um where you're at within the photo career path. Are you a student? Are you a professional? And sort of uh, what you're pursuing when it comes to your photography. Is it photojournalism, commercial work, sports work? But Daniel? Yeah, thank you, Griff. Um, my name is Daniel Such. Um, I'm just a recent graduate of RIT and from the photojournalism program. And I'm under like the student portion of the workshop. And uh, I'm currently an intern at the Charleston Post and Courier in South Carolina. And I think I'm interested in continuing this type of um, work um, along the lines of photojournalism. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm right now. Awesome, thanks. And Chad, what about you? Hi, hi everyone. Hi Griff. Um, yeah, my name is Chad Luchoy. Um, I'm from Trinidad and Tobago. Um, I've been, I changed careers a couple of years ago and I was kind of drifting around and then I kind of started to get more serious uh, with my photography. Um, so I've been working for the last couple of years, um, doing photography full time, um, mostly commercial and food photography. Um, but I really, oh, I'm in the professional section of the Eddie Adams workshop. Um, and, um, I'm really interested in trying to, you know, do more documentary work. Um, I do, you know, a couple personal projects, but you know, they're kind of here and there, and I'm kind of drifting. I'm not really sure. Yeah, you know how to structure things and how to get access sometimes, and you know, so I think that's what I'm hoping to get out of the workshop, and of course, the networking, as you as you mentioned before. Definitely, I think you're going to get all of the above, and I think you're going to be able to. Where it's never really the easiest thing, but you'll be able to start making those connections, and and I think have more confidence to. Uh, yeah, pursue all of those things right now that you you just mentioned. And uh, Abby. Hi, my name is Abigail Costin, and I'm going into my senior year at FIT, the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York City. And um, yeah, so I'm a student in this program, and I'm just really looking for that networking, especially at this point in my career. You know, I'm about to go into like the real world, so 
my kind of style is I really like fashion and like more commercial stuff, but I also do enjoy doing more like fine art, a little bit of documenting of kind of my own life. Like that's the project I submitted to get into the Eddie Adams workshop. So um, yeah, I'm just really excited for all the connections and that. Awesome. Perfect. I love it. And Gustavo. Yes, uh, I'm Gustavo Aleman. I'm from Caracas, Venezuela. I'm currently uh, sort of on um, vacations in Europe at the time. Uh, but uh, I'm a founding member of, of an online media in Venezuela called El Pitazo. And I have worked as a fixer for several international media uh, back home, uh, uh, working not only as a fixer, but, but sometimes as a photographer and as a videographer. Um, I have uh, experience in different areas of, of, of journalism, either uh, radio, uh, documentary filmmaking, and I have covered from concerts until uh, till, uh, political turmoil. So I have a, a broader uh, uh, aspect of, of, of the photography. I mean, the, in the professional uh, part of the Eddie Adams workshop. And I'm looking to, uh, well, to meet uh, people and and try to make connections in order to to fund personal projects because usually i what i do is that i i work in the project of somebody else but it's very difficult to to find uh the funds to work in your own project yeah uh, so that's part of the things that i i want to i want to learn from 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 other people yeah, no, and I think that's it's an awesome opportunity. I think there's um, going to be team members there, Black team, team leaders that I think are going to at least provide guidance, if not the direct opportunity. And uh, I know doing the podcast and I'm sitting down with uh, a lot of the guests that come on and I know they share. And because when you see what they've accomplished, whether it's grants that they've got approved or whether they got campaigns approved by commercial agencies, um, it's humbling when you sit there and you ask them the questions like, how can you provide guidance on how you attain this? Like how you put together the perfect pitch or the perfect portfolio for them to really buy into like what you've done, because obviously you've generated success at the highest level because these uh, these are Fortune 500 companies uh, for, for some of them. And a lot of their responses are like, I'm figuring it out. <laughs> you know, and that's not necessarily the answer what you want to hear. You sort of want a peek behind the curtain, like what's the secret sauce of how I can take what you've done and replicate that for myself. And I think there is some refining that we can all do that they can share with us and we can sort of connect the dots as we talk to people and we take their successes and we apply it to ourselves and our experiences. Um, but it's, it's always sucks. So it's always funny to me where I'm thinking that they're going to share the secret thing that I'm not familiar with, but they're always like, I'm just, you know, throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks too. And I'm, you know, I'm just, sometimes I'm just getting lucky and it's just timing, timing and luck that sort of comes and falls together. But again, I think there will be people there that can help refine the process and provide those opportunities. Um, but I would like to ask Chad first, um, what, because you were like, you shared, you changed careers. So what got to the point to where, um, you were so excited and passionate with the craft that it was something that you wanted to pursue uh, full time. Um, I've I've always been the person. In the, I mean, I'm sure you get this a lot. I've, I've always been the person in the family that always had a camera in my hand. Um, I by profession, I'm an electrical engineer, so it was a big jump. Um, I worked in manufacturing for quite a number of years, um, but I had been doing photography, you know, on the side. I mean, not commercially or seriously, um, just personal work. Um, and it's always been something I, I, I was interested in. And I never really thought about, um, you know, making a career out of it at any point. Um, but then things at work, you know, I mean, my job was good and I enjoyed it, but it wasn't fulfilling. And uh, at the same time, um, I had started, uh, uh, I was involved in a community of photographers here in Trinidad. And I started to, to be more involved with photographers doing work here in Trinidad. And, um, you know, I, 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 that's the first time I actually thought, you know, hey, maybe this is something that that I could, you know, I could commit more time to and and be more dedicated to. And then um, I had went to a workshop by the a main media workshop. Um, 
And that was such a great experience with just being in that community of, of, of creatives. I mean, it, was, it wasn't only photographers, it was writers and, and people make bookmakers and all sorts of different things. But I mean, everyone was there pursuing a passion, um, either professionally or personally. And I think that's when I kind of decided, you know, this is something I'm going to look into and, and really commit more time. And then it just got to a point in where I said, you know, it's, there's no right time to make that change. Right. You know, you, as, for a couple <laughs> yeah. of years, I was like, you know, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do mm -hmm. it. And then I realized there's no time. There's nothing that will say, you know, now is the time to, to right. change careers. So it's just a decision I, I had made. And I tried to put some, you know, my ducks in order before I left my job. And uh, yeah, so that's it, really. And that's what I see a lot with the guests that I have on and the alumni with the workshop is like, we all have different paths and it always, uh, I mean, I'm admire and I, uh, I'm excited when I hear someone is leaving a completely different field and, um, through just their excitement and passion, they're like, I'm just going to start something different to me. That scares me. That scares me silly, especially the older I get. Uh, to leave a completely, whether, you know, let's say I was just a craftsman or someone that worked in HVAC where I'm repairing people's ACs or fridges or stuff like that. And all of a sudden, like, I'm going to pick up a camera now and this is going to be my means uh, to make ends meet and and live life. And for you to have the confidence um, in yourself to make that choice. And two, I guess a question that I have for you is before like you're working for someone else and they tell you where to be, when to be, and then now you make the transition to ultimately you're your own boss. Like you're finding your own clients and you're choosing when uh, to do work. And it's, you're ultimately like, if you don't get out of bed, like it, the, the choice is yours. So it's like, there's some pros and cons to that. So with, when it comes to your mindset, um, have you learned anything throughout that process to where before there was an expectation from someone else and now the expectation is coming from you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, you, you don't, um, that's part of, of, of the transition that you're not really prepared for. Um, I mean, when you're in a, a work environment, um, it's very structured, you know, you have a boss and you have goals and, you know, and they tell you, kind of tell you what to do. I mean, um, with this really, and very quickly, I had to realize that, um, yeah, if I don't do anything, nothing's going to happen, you know? So, I mean, I have to do the marketing. I have to figure out how to meet people. I have to cold call. I have to send emails. I have to, you know, create, uh, you know, uh, promotional pieces to send out to clients. I mean, it's, and I'm, I mean, I'm pretty much, I'm self-taught. I never went to photography school or anything. So, um, I mean, all, but, but fortunately, um, in my corporate life, I, was exposed to quite a bit of that kind of stuff, you know? So, I mean, I was, I was at a executive level, so I did quite a bit of planning and strategy and, and those mm -hmm. type of things. So I was able to use quite a bit of those, um, you know, that, that skill to, to bring it to my, to my, uh, to my own work here, uh, doing photography. Um, so yeah, but I mean, it's really about, you know, how much you want to do and how hard you want to push and, yeah, if you don't do it, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, no, you know, there's no yeah. people aren't coming knocking on the door and ringing. The, the, my phone isn't ringing off the hook, you know. So as much as we love that, as much as we love everyone, you know, blowing up our phone and on and asking us to come out and do work for them. Um, unfortunately, for a vast majority of all of us, that's not going to happen. We have to have that drive within us. And I, that's a question I have, uh, for Gustavo is. Um, with your background and just what you've shared with us is like you're a fixer and then you help make stuff happen for other individuals. And so similar question is like how to get to the point to where um, this became a career path for you. And again, I know you've done all, a little bit of all the above, um, but how to get to that point? Like what were you doing to where um, someone inspired you or you saw something someone else was doing? You're like, I want to do that. That's for me. Well, I mean, I had like a like a an early uh, career career change. Uh, I went to study uh, aeronautical engineering, but then I started to study like mechanical engineer because we didn't have aeronautical uh, back home. So I said, well, I'm gonna study a mechanical engineer, and then I I do like a postgraduate degree on on aeronautical. And my sister told me, "Are you crazy? I mean, you you don't, you don't <laughs> like numbers. I mean, you you I mean, you're gonna be pretty stressed with math and calculus and stuff. 
And well, I started like doing like pre-calculus and she was completely right. And she had a career change <laughs> as well. She started studying uh, medicine and then she, she changed path towards uh, journalism. And my grandfather was a journalist, a very, a, a very uh, well-known journalist in Venezuela back home. Uh, so it was kind of like, okay, I mean, what am I doing? I mean, I already started like uh, collaborating in radio stations uh, because I had a lot of music, I have a lot of, of CDs and stuff. So I, so I took my music to the radio stations and stuff. So in a way, it, it was like a, it was a smooth change because mm -hmm. I already knew a lot of people, and I started working as a fixer because I was a, a, a journalist. And I, I speak English, and back home, not a lot of people speak English. So uh, uh, about like, I don't know, like 15 years ago, uh, another a colleague, a, a camera operator from, for uh, an agency told me, ah, I didn't know you you work as a fixer. Can you work as a fixer? I say, well, yeah. Uh, what does a fixer do? <laughs> and then, <laughs> well, basically, you, are, you have to produce. I mean, you are a producer. So basically, you are the producer, the local producer. So it started up like that. And then uh, I met some other guy and then uh, from different networks. Uh, so it kind of like happened. I mean, yeah, uh, I, I wasn't actually searching for it, uh, but it, it, it happened. So so in a way, when you were saying like, well, uh, we are looking for advice and how to do it, uh, I can relate that. Well, maybe the advice is just, well, this is the way it happened to me, yeah. mm -hmm. not the way I, I looked for it. And that's, you know, in a way, that's what happened to me. Uh, and then uh, word of mouth, like, oh, who's a fixer? Uh, do you know a fixer back in Venezuela who can work in, for this, who speak English or who was a driver or whatever? And, and in a way, that, that's how it happens. And I always had my camera on my side. Always, always, always. I mean, I started to take pictures uh, in 35 millimeters rolls. Uh, and I took uh, concerts. And, and I used to work for a magazine, a teenager magazine. And they gave me like, uh, I mean, if I was to shoot a concert, they will give me like two rolls. So I had 72, <laughs> I had 72 pictures, you know? Yeah, uh, that's, not, uh, that's nothing. <laughs> I know. And, yeah, and so I had to go and do what I had to do. I mean, I couldn't waste, uh, I couldn't waste a, a shot. So, you know, in a way, even though we're digital now, mm -hmm. uh, I have that same sense of, is it worth a shot? I mean, yeah. I, I usually don't have my camera on 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 the drive mode, like yeah, yeah, taking several pictures. Yeah, it's yeah continuous. Single. Yeah, I try to shoot in single because I want to make it count. You know. Yeah. Even though we have we have a digital, I mean, we have no no issue at this moment. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's that's the way I I, I did it. I, I remember uh, I was going to cover Woodstock '99. And they told me, well, this is three days, so it's like, I don't insanity. know, maybe you can take like <laughs> you can take like you insanity. can take like yeah, you can take like five rolls. And I was like, no, I'm not taking five rolls. I mean, you, I mean, you can give me five rolls, but I'm taking like thirty rolls. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so in a way, uh, that that made me realize that, and I actually came back with with rolls, uh, unexposed rolls. Because uh, yeah. in a way, I wanted to, uh, I, I want to honor every shot, you know. Mm -hmm. I want to honor every shot. Yeah, I think. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, and 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 I've always been with my camera, even if I'm working as a producer, or if I'm working as a videographer, or or if I'm working as a, a as a fixer, I always have my camera. Actually, the 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 project I submitted this year for the Edians Edians Workshop, uh, I was working as a fixer on that project and I took my camera with me and I said, this is a huge opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to take pictures and make it, uh, make it a project. And, and, and well, it, it, at the end it paid. It yeah. Paid because now, yeah. now I'm in the Eddie Adams workshop. Yeah, no, I'm, that excites me. And I, you shared a lot of stuff there. I think that's incredible advice. Um, and whether you realize it or not, I think one, something that's important that I've realized throughout my career is uh, the sometimes the best ability is availability. I know we've seen that, whether it's, you know, on a motivational poster or whatever else, but honestly, it's the truth. And um, sometimes it's like, yeah, someone else isn't there. You have your camera out, you have your camera on you. 
um, someone got sick and then all of a sudden you might not necessarily, you might be the fixer, but all of a sudden because you have a camera and you have understanding of how to take a picture and know the craft, all of a sudden now you're hired and through that experience, now people, clients are looking at you for future opportunities. And I think that and that applies directly to the workshop. Something uh, after you experience this year, uh, and you, we really hope that you enjoy the experience there because everyone that's on black team and white team, all the staff are directly dedicated to uh, <clears throat> create the best experience for you that we can. So you're just focused solely on your team and meeting people around you. And you're not thinking about, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the trash or just the little things that like we traditionally would do at home or work or something else. You have so many people there. Um, that are just there to support and create an incredible time. But what comes with that, and with as we gain 100 new alumni every year, there's only so many spots on Black team. And as much as I know that they would love every, have everyone come back and come to the barn and contribute and help, um, it's just not possible. <clears throat> so what I know what they look for is something that y'all can put in your back pocket for the future is sometimes they're looking for people that understand and know how to do a little bit of everything. So can you drive buses? Um, do you understand like technical stuff when it comes to computers or like there's other little things that, again, if you don't know now, if you can equip and put into your back pocket and say, when you apply for black team and there's drop downs, like what can you do that would be um, important or helpful to the workshop that not everyone just, you know, it doesn't apply to the photo career that we're pursuing so it's like it's, if so if your motivations are to come back to the barn and help out and be on black team it's doing stuff that's outside of what you you're currently pursuing what you're expected to do like as your craft uh just like what y'all shared and i know there's one more thing um it slipped my mind um but maybe i'll get back to it uh should have took notes but i know <clears throat> for you uh abigail how did you uh fall into the path of photography and then what made you want to choose fashion uh, as the path and for that you wanted so yeah I've always been a creative person like ever since I was growing up I always was drawing always just doing something creative and so um actually when I first got Instagram I found photography and I was like wow this is really cool and so I um I started taking pictures of myself on just a tablet and I would edit them in crazy ways to make it look like I was flying or like just really magical, interesting <laughs> stuff. And so I really started getting into it. Then I got my first digital camera and I was like, okay, this is the next step. And um, really like I knew I wanted to take pictures of people. I love taking pictures of portrait, like portraits and all of that. And so I actually also went to main media back in like 2018 nice. and yeah that was the first time I worked with a DSLR camera and I was like okay we're starting to get more professional each year and everything so um that I learned a lot and I was like okay I really want to start taking this serious and then in 2020 when I entered college I was like okay like which branch of photography do I want to go into and that's when I really started finding like all the fashion magazines and um, yeah, I just, I really fell in love with like the creating, like creating mm -hmm. it all. That's what I love yeah. to do. So I um, started putting together like mood boards, styling shoots and all of that. And um, ever since then, that's the path I've been down and it's, it's been really great. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I do, you definitely rejogged my memory. <clears throat> and it came to uh, like shooting film and being methodical with your shots compared to digital where we have almost, like we have one terabyte cards now, which I don't trust myself for that because I feel like I would never take it out of my camera and mm -hmm. I'd format it and it would be a bad day for everyone. But it's something that for my young military photographers, <clears throat> I haven't done it recently, but in the past, what I would do is I would to get them think in the concept of film and being limited to where if you only had 36 shots or if you only had 24 shots or whatever that would be is I would give them uh, when I first joined the Air Force, it, this was the standard card that we would have in our Nikon D1s is a 512 megabyte card. And again, you, you definitely can't buy it on Amazon now. You can't buy it. You could probably go to eBay 
you know, you can probably buy it secondhand, but I think it's a great exercise if you haven't tried for yourself is going out and getting like a 512 megabyte card where you're going to get who knows now with today's cameras, you're going to get like eight photos, you know, 12 photos and and like, OK, like don't do it for a paid assignment. Don't do it for a class assignment. But for yourself, like I'm going to do this photo shoot. I'm going to have three 512 megabyte cards and that's it. And so it gets you to think a lot more strategically uh, into like every frame that you're you're doing. And I know Victoria, uh, I don't know if you listened to the most recent pod, one of the most recent podcasts with Victoria Will, where she when she was doing her uh, her what's it called um tin types essentially her tin types where she got one picture like when she's at uh Cannes film festival or whatever festival that she was film festival she was at she's having these top a-list celebrities coming down sitting with her and as much as like traditionally we would with our camera get 30 50 100 photos within 60 seconds of them sitting down in front of us she gets one and so it creates a very, I think, intimate experience with you and the subjects that are in front of you. And it gets you to think a little bit differently. So when you go back to putting in that full 64 gigabyte card in your camera, it's like it's uh, I think it helps us to craft and how we're going to approach every shoot that we do going forward, because what I really enjoy, and I don't know if it's too cheesy, uh, when we teach workshops, that also at, we have it for the DOD, the military photo workshop, where we bring in all the different services photographers, is what I share for them. After this experience, you're no longer the same photographer. After you sit down with some someone, you gain some bit of knowledge, and you learn something throughout the process, you're no longer that photographer <clears throat> that you were before that, because you're now going to apply new and different things to uh, your projects going forward. And it's and it gets to a point too to where um, you start being more critical of yourself as you're growing and maturing than you would initially when you first started. You loved a lot of these shots and you were really amazed with it. And as you gain more knowledge and technical expertise, you sort of look at it and you're a little bit more judgmental and critical. But it's because you weren't this. You're not the same photographer as you were when you first started. So again, I think that that's an incredible practice that um, if you haven't tried before, I think it's worth pursuing. And yeah, for when it comes to fashion um, and commercial work, again, I think Victoria will be at the workshop this year. I know she's always there and definitely sit down with her and and pick her brain on how she's navigated uh, the success she has. And, and uh, she's uh, sweetheart, she's awesome, and she'll definitely talk your ear off if you give her the opportunity. So, but going to Dan. So, yeah, if you can share, uh, <clears throat> yeah, how you chose the craft, and I'm excited because I was actually they have first combat camera uh, for the Air Force in Charleston, uh, and so I was there for a couple years where uh, I went and did stuff like for Syria and I traveled around with a lot of the special ops guys. And so a lot of really unique experiences. I had in my life there. So it's cool to see that you're there. You get to enjoy uh, the shrimp and grits and all the, the unique stuff to that regional area that you're not necessarily going to get uh, in another part of North America. But yeah, can you share how you got into the craft and why you're pursuing the the path you are? Yeah. Um, you know, the reasons why I like photojournalism and the reasons why I like photography in general um, started off separately. Um, I, I started um, taking photos um, when I was living in um, central Pennsylvania and I would go on hikes in the Appalachian Mountains and I would just use it to dock, like use my camera. It's like this Fine picks S eight six zero zero Fuji film or whatever I don't know, um, <laughs> yes. uh, and I just used it to take pictures of whatever I was seeing, and it was purely an art form thing for me. I like never used it to document people, um, but my I started getting interested in photojournalism because um, I have a lot of different interests like in school when in high school I was really struggling to pick a major because I wanted to either do um like geopolitics or like um like jazz um studies or like because I I play the trumpet I like 
I'm really interested about like people from like different cultures. Like there's just like so many different things. I was like, I don't know what to do. Um, but the one thing that I've kind of really noticed is I also really like learning about other people um, mm-hmm. and just like the world in general. And I realized that photojournalism is exactly that for me. It's a way to, um, you know, search out things that I'm not familiar with or um, go even deeper with things that I'm already understanding and um, try to interpret them or um, show people what it's what what this thing is like um, with photography Um, and so I kind of merged all of my interests into one thing and so um, I I feel like the learning aspect of photojournalism I think is big for me and it feels like something that I'll I'll never really stop learning with. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and that's the beauty of the craft. That's um, regardless, yeah, if it's photojournalism and as you grow into learning more things, we become more educated. And as we become more educated, uh, we're going to ask different questions. We're going to start looking at our photography from a different perspective when we're going out and covering those stories or we're we're doing things for clients and uh, and that's where I see a theme and connection for a lot of successful in our careers is there's always, they're always a student of the craft. They're always uh, saying, and they truly mean it in their hearts. They're always learning something. Yes. Technically could we all get to the point where we understand 90% of it, 99% of it. Um, sure. But we understand that when we're dealing with the human element and the people in front of us, we're all individually different. Everyone is in front of us individually uh, walked a different path in life, especially when you you talk about international when all the I've been very fortunate uh, for the military to be able to travel all over the world. America is definitely within this bubble differently from how we think culturally um, and just when it comes even just everything and all the above. And so it was for me, culture shock, the first opportunity um, getting to travel to Uganda, getting to travel to Tokyo, getting to travel to um, the Philippines or Thailand. And then I've been fortunate to go to uh, Guyana in South America. And I did have a, a layover for a day and a half in Trinidad. And again, that was a different experience as well. And so I think it all those experiences in life got me to the point as I was able to evolve and apply it to my craft to try to take pictures that I feel would better communicate and articulate the stories that were in front of me. And um, I can whether I say I was truly successful or not, I feel like I saw the growth. But again, you know, it all comes down to when we put our photos into the ether and we put them online, you know, uh, sometimes we'll get likes, sometimes we'll get a comment, you know, and but we know we'll, we only truly know when we ask for that feedback. And but you're absolutely right. I think having that question and growing from that uh, is incredibly uh, smart and it's how we navigate what we do. And so for you as well, like, how did you hear about the Eddie Adams workshop? And I know we talked about a little bit before, um, and we'll go around the room and uh, I'll answer the same question, but, you know, how did you hear about the workshop and um, what do you want to take from it? Because after we're done, we do this later and we can hopefully get everyone together again. uh, I would like to ask a question, like, here's what you said you wanted. Do you feel like you got that? And if you did get it, that's great. That's phenomenal. But for the things that you didn't get, um, how do you, f- it'd be great feedback for the workshop as well. How do you feel like we could make changes or apply those things to create those opportunities for you? And so, but for you, Daniel, yeah. How did you hear about the workshop? And again, what would you like from your experience while you're there? Um, I heard about the workshop through um, a couple of my friends who ended up attending um, throughout my years in college. And whenever, like, they would come back from the workshop, um, you know, obviously they would have good things to say about it, um, you know, about, you know, the, like, taking photos and, you know, all of the really impressive people who would give um, talks. Um, but I think the biggest thing that... Um, seems to um come up is they've they get to meet the peers um that they'll be working with professionally for the rest of their life um 
And I've seen time and time again where after this workshop, there'll be somewhere else in in the country or maybe even in the world. And they'll just run into somebody who they uh, knew from the workshop and there's already like that instant connection and trust between the two of them because, you know, they they spent a whole workshop together doing, you know, the same things and struggling through the same <laughs> yeah, struggles. struggles. Yeah. 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 And um I don't know. That's just something that uh, you know interested me the most, um, mm-hmm. is getting to make those relationships and um those lifelong friends, you know. Yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right. I think being in the military um, there's a lot of we connect uh, the same way w- because of the culture and because of the the suck, you know, that we have to live through. Um, it, you see someone in you might not see him for a decade, but you you once you do, it's like you pick off where you left off. I would say having that experience and with the Eddie, Eddie Adams workshop, it's very similar um, to where you because of the shared experience, the shared unique experience, whether uh, they were there the same year as you or not. When you see someone that's an alumni, you can make you have that identifying way. You, that's how you can start a conversation. And I would say too, and I generally mean it in my heart, and I know a lot of the other alumni feel the same way, is that where a year from now, six months from now, if one of y'all are in the Maryland, like DC area, if you for an assignment, you need somewhere to stay, you know, like it's the you know my home is open to you. Um, it's one of those things because like we know that we're all pursuing this thing. We're passionate. It's hard. It sucks, but you know, because you have a friend out there, if you can make life a little bit easier, uh, and at the same time, just catch up and have a great conversation, the door is going to be open. And I, I hear a lot of that, and that's a huge benefit. And I definitely think that you'll get that while you're there. And Chad, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of mentioned uh, what I wanted, some of the things I wanted to get out of it. Um, really, um, a lot of my personal work has been, um, really documenting the culture of Trinidad and Tobago. I mean, we have a very varied and rich uh, culture. I mean, we have, um, you know, coming really out of the colonial era, um, we have a lot of influences. We have um, East Indian influences, Chinese influences, um, obviously European influences, African influences. So, I mean, Trinidad is really, a, I mean, it's an overused thing, but a melting pot of, of different cultural inputs. Um, so, I mean, that kind of really... Um, culminates in our annual carnival, um, you know, and what, um, you know, so really it's, 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 like I said, I mean, trying to figure out how best to um, do something more with that work that I've been doing, you know, um, it's just kind of there sitting on my drives and, and, you know, I, <laughs> I mean, I said, put stuff online sometimes, but I'm not a very active uh, social media person, you know, yeah. I, I really need a, 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 a moment of of inspiration to put something yeah. online um you know and then also yeah i mean just doing these kind of projects in a more structured manner um you know i think you know i see different stories and i see different opportunities but a lot of times i'm not sure how to you know how to how to get them moving or how to um you know how to make the right connections and, and how to go about doing some of the things uh, maybe not so much technically but more organizationally I yeah think. um and then even you know like some of some of the projects or some of the things i've been photographing you know um how do you know when a project's ended you know like or do you just continue ad infinitum um so so that's kind of some of the things that i'd, I'd like to you know maybe wrap my mind around a bit more um and of course as, as daniel said and everyone has said um really the networking i think that's that's mm-hmm. a huge opportunity and just being part of that community where, um, I mean, you learn, but also hopefully I could share some of, some of what I know and some yeah. of my experiences, um, with other people who, who'd be interested. Um, I did connect with, um, already one of the, um, last year, there was actually, a an alum from Trinidad, um, Gabrielle. Um, so I had seen that she had, um, I had seen that she had, a, she had attended and I reached out to her and we had a nice conversation and she, she did tell me about the food, so I'm also looking forward <laughs> yeah. to that. Um, it's funny because she mentioned the food in particular. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I had um I had actually applied to Eddie Adams years ago when I was thinking about leaving my job. And so that was in 2015 when I was going through this whole, you know, what should I do? Da, 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 and 
Um, and I had, I obviously I did not get in at the time. Um, and I, I kind of promised myself, you know, when I, you know, when I built more and I started taking my photography more seriously, I would apply again. And um, I, I almost didn't apply again this year. Um, wow. you know, I, I, I was, I just got in at that extension deadline. So it was, uh, it was, it was quite, I was quite surprised. I was in shock as I'm sure, as I'm sure mm -hmm. most people are when you get the acceptance. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah. email. laughs> no, I'm on the receiving end of a lot of happy and sad uh, DMs. And I would say this year was a little bit different though. I was, I was surprised because it's something too, I have to prepare myself for because I, I got what I try to pride myself on for the social media, at least on a lot of the Instagram messages is I want to be able to have conversations. So whether someone's happy, mad, sad, or glad, um, uh, it's not just, I'm not just gonna ignore your message or just put a like or a heart on it and and leave it alone if you're mad at the workshop because you didn't get in i want to have a conversation i want you to feel heard um and so and i want to be able to share again like for this year there was a lot a lot of applicants and so for y'all to get in it's a huge testament to your work and again life and timing where we've all been rejected i was rejected from the workshop it's almost a rite of passage in a way and if you get in the first time kudos to you i need to figure out and get you to put in a some lottery ticket numbers for me and then we can all win and we can all be rich and successful but um but again it's one of those it's everyone's path is a little bit different and it, it, like i said i um no one should ever feel bad like cesar he got rejected like five times again i think he's one of the best living photographers right now in photojournalism and he got rejected five times which is insane it's insane to me and again he's won poii's he's won i think was it time magazine top 20 photographers like back in 2018. And so again, it's it's a weird and it's a funny thing, this process that we have and that there's a hundred, but what I would share for those out there, and uh, I'm sure y'all could articulate the same thing is like, just follow your path, follow your passion, apply to the workshop if you feel like it's value valuable to you. And, uh, and what we tried to do since I've taken over for social media is extend out there. If you haven't got in, reach back to me in the DMs and I'll try to connect you to an editor or someone that's associated with the workshop that can help provide guidance. Because I think what y'all shared in here is uh, what they want to see is not necessarily incredible singular images. They want to see that you're thinking you're committed to a project and a process and you can see something through. And so if they see the potential on that, I think you're a lot more likely to be selected as an attendee or an alternate to the workshop than if you take in work that may have won amazing prizes and awards. But again, they're, uh, we can all do that. I think everyone that attends the workshop um, as a student and as alumni, we can all do that to some capacity. But again, we just want to, they want to be able to see that you can see something through a project and they want to be able to hone those skills because that's what a lot of what you're going to have to use to navigate success in the future. And so for you as well, how did you hear about uh, the workshop all those years ago, uh, the first time, Chad? Um, I can't remember. I mean, I think I might have just been on. No, I mean, I mean, seriously. No, I, you know? I mean, I've 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 heard of. I I mean, I've heard of Eddie Adams, and I I knew about him and his. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that famous photograph that he's he's most know, well known for. Um, I I I probably was just online. I mean, I guess I think I said it was that time when I was transitioning and I was, mm -hmm. um, you know, looking for you know, I mean, where should I go with my career and is photography really viable and. You know, I mean, it's 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 like you said, it's a it was a big jump from a a, a steady salaried position um, at a senior level to jumping into this you know, big that, empty yeah. space. That, <laughs> that, that, you know, I don't know, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I I probably was online looking for you know workshops or mm -hmm. something along those lines, and I came across it. And I, I mean, you know, when I read it, it was like, wow, this is just sounds like you know such a such a a community of learning and sharing and, and and you know and then of you know I mean when you're starting off in photography I mean even now yeah and you and you look at at the list of photographers that that are involved in it and you know I mean all the different kind of levels of people from all aspects of of the uh, photography world um, it's impressive you know I mean I don't think there's any I mean there's probably nowhere else where you get that many um recognized and accomplished um people in the industry in one spot you know 
Um, so probably I think it was probably along those lines where I was just looking at it. But you know, yeah. once I had found it, it was always kind of on my in the back of my mind to mm -hmm. you know maybe this year I should apply and maybe this year I should apply. So, oh, I'm happy you did. I know the workshop is happy you did. So I'm happy I did. <laughs> <laughs> and Gasab, what about you? So how did you hear about the workshop? And I know you shared a little bit before. And yeah, how how did you hear about it? And what would you like to take away from it? Yeah, well, I heard about it uh, maybe through some uh, friends, uh, some colleagues that are alumni. And every time there was a, 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 a calling for, for entries, mm -hmm. they will post it on their Instagram account. I will, and I will just like swipe, you know, like, <laughs> no like I, 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 yeah, no, it's not, it's not <laughs> like no thanks. I, I knew what Radio Adams uh, workshop uh, was. But it was, uh, in a way, I, I think I was not uh, uh, thinking that I was Eddie Adams' workshop material. You know, in a way, I was like uh, uh, the imposter syndrome in a way. Mm -hmm. But then I started, because I, I, even though I have always taken pictures, I've, I'm, a, a few times I've introduced myself as a photographer, you know, uh, until, until a few years ago. Because uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm more uh, a producer and stuff as a filmmaker and stuff, uh, documentary filmmaker. So so in a way it was like that. That is not for me. I was always looking for uh, grants for uh, documentary projects in 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 filmmaking. But then uh, one of these guys told me, "Why don't I mean you take great pictures? I mean just go for it, man. I mean uh, suit up and do it." <laughs> yeah. and I was like. Uh, Okay, I mean, let's. I mean, and and then no, it, it, I applied for. I mean, I sent a, a project for the World Press Photo, mm -hmm. and I got rejected. I mean, I, I, I got a very nice uh, rejection. Yeah, very letter. nice. No thanks. <laughs> uh, no, but it was it was an eye opening. Uh, I, 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 an eye opener because it says, I mean, you made it uh, to the twenty one percent cut, mm -hmm. so you have. I mean your work is great but yeah. there are there are better projects but your work is great so it was like okay i mean these guys know what, what they say i mean i have to believe in myself as well so then i applied for the adrian's workshop uh last year uh with a totally different project i was like i mean i thought uh you need to show that you are able to uh to to do different things and i sent pictures in black and white and then i sent pictures in color <laughs> and i sent portraits and i sent like uh news journalist photos and i it was like completely mixed up you know mm -hmm. and i got rejected yeah. and it was <laughs> yeah <laughs> of course uh but then uh, uh one of the uh, one alumni i mean it was last year was uh, i think it was the first year uh post uh, pandemic mm -hmm. year yeah so everybody was very frustrated uh so it was like in, in well you handle the social media accounts it will be you know how it is it so was everybody was sensitive. like oh it was it was very stressful i i i can imagine so uh some photographers said well i'm an alumni if you want to talk to me i can share some details of how of how i did it and stuff and then a couple of, of, of photographers um I wrote them and they replied and they say, well, well, what do you send? What are you, what are you aiming for? What are you doing? And then they say, well, my advice is just go with one project. Um, if it's black and white, you should just send it black or white. Don't send, don't mix it black and white in color, but just send one, one project that you can show that you can commit to one project and you can see the potential of the project uh, yeah. full time. And that's what, and I actually did it I had so, I mean, such high hopes last year that this year I sent it like, okay, I don't want to know anything about this. I don't want to, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to know. I don't want to know when, I don't want to know when they, when are they going to say the results? Uh, and actually when I got the results back, like you were selected among whatever I'm not photographers. Mm -hmm. I thought it was like, I made it to the first cut. You know, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I, I, at the beginning, I didn't think. I didn't think I was selected for the actual uh, Eliana's version. So I say, "Oh, okay." So I made it to the first cut. Great. Mm -hmm. And because because I, I was driving, you know, so I pulled. Yeah. I pulled aside. I was like, "Okay, oh, Eliana's workshop. I, I, I made it to. The, okay, so I made it to the first cut. So when I got home, 
I was like, okay, let me read this back again. So I, <laughs> I read it, and it was the it was the real thing. I was like so excited. I mean, mm. I, I call I call my wife, I call my parents, and I was very excited. Uh, and I I mean, and at the end, I mean, uh, like uh, when you want something, you have to keep pushing for it. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how many times you get rejected. I mean, just go for it. I mean, I, I mean what's the worst thing that could happen? I mean, they're yeah. gonna tell, they're gonna say no. You start feeling that's the worst thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> feeling. Yeah, it's a hard feeling, but I mean, it, eventually, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think you can, you will grow a, a, yeah. a crust. You know, uh, mm-hmm. okay, that's next. Let's move up. Yeah. And what do I want to take uh, from the from the Eddie Adams workshop? I mean, I think uh, I want to be able to translate uh, my stories visually. Uh, help me. I mean, because I, I I'm a journalist. I studied journalism. And I know, uh, of course, I know the word. I, I know how to put up a story, a, a written story. And also I know how to uh, take pictures uh, as a photographer. But I want to uh, make them uh, dance together, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in a way. So I can do like uh, like like navigate in, in those waves, you know, and, and yeah. mix them together. Uh, I think that that would be a, a very nice situation. And and. Uh, back home in Venezuela, uh, I mean, things are very hard there. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you know the story. Probably uh, uh, Chad will know because he's he's the closest uh, back home. Uh, and and I have I've been telling stories about uh, people, but not the stories I want to tell. But the mm-hmm. stories uh, like foreign media comes and they want to tell the story of this and that and whatever. And and now the news cycle has gone another way because because we had the same situation going on for so long that the people I mean maybe the the, the media are going different different paths until until this changes. Uh, so in a way, I want to try to tell the stories of the things that are still happening in my country, not necessarily the bad things, mm-hmm. but the good things that are happening in my country because uh, everybody goes there to extract like the that the bad stories that are happening, but I but there's a lot of nice stories of people uh, uh, doing great things uh, that I want to tell. Yeah. So maybe I mean hopefully this will help me uh, make connections with different people that want to tell stories. Not not necessarily that uh, can fund the stories that I want to tell, but maybe they heard about a story in Venezuela and they can say, oh, I got a person who can help help you there. It's a photographer I made at the Adi Adams workshop. And maybe that that's that's how the connection happens, you know. One hundred percent. I think you're right, and I think the likelihood is is very good. And uh, I know for the social media thing, I, I just want to say I'm happy that they don't do um, different layers to getting accepted to the workshop because I would receive. I'd have to like schedule it on the calendar every time, like going to a therapist uh, of every time I get rejection uh, DMs. And uh, I don't think I could, I could handle that in my heart, but um, no, I think that's all incredible. And I admire that. And again, I think that you'll find that there. I think a lot of like-minded uh, either uh, fellow students or again, yeah, the, the other team leaders or black team that are there. And like, as long as uh, you're walking around meeting new peoples, if you like, that's sort of like the mindset I would have when y'all are there. Like, I know this person, I connect with them. Like we have great conversation. That's great. And don't get stuck to that person the whole time. Like save that for after the workshop's over, go ahead and meet someone new. Cause again, it, like what what's crazy to think about is y'all like sitting here right now, whether it's three years from now, five years from now, the people applying to the workshop are going to be looking at you as someone who they want to emulate uh, through what you're putting out on socials, what's going out for news agencies or whatever, when we're highlighting it on the social media pages or however we that we can create new and new innovative ways to highlight what our community is doing. Um, you you all are going to be sitting in those seats that people are going to want to uh, emulate and and help create the successes and ways that you've navigated this career and apply it to how that they're going to navigate it. Um, so for you, Abigail, again, yeah. How did you hear about the workshop and what would you like to take away from it? So, yeah, I actually first heard about the workshop this year from a colleague who attended last year and um, 
I was just in class and I went up and talked to them afterwards. I was like, hey, so what is this? Like, I'm actually really interested. It sounds really cool. And so she told me all about it, sent me the link to like apply. And even my professors were like, yeah, you would be great for this because I've been, I'd been working on like a long-term project, like I said earlier about my family and everything about myself, a lot of self-portraiture. So even though like fashion is kind of what I ideally want to do in the end, I did submit that project. So I think that that was kind of what made me one of the lucky ones mm -hmm. to get in on my first time applying was having that like really solid um, project all set and also just not being afraid like kind of we talked about yeah. that a little bit with everyone else you know just going for it and like we said the worst thing that they can say is no and that's not <laughs> that doesn't mean never so it's mm -hmm. it's always next year yeah <laughs> right. so it's just try to be like confident I feel like in yourself and your work and don't get too discouraged like if you don't get in but so yeah that's kind of how I found out and what I want to get out of it is similar to what everyone else has said also is just those life those lifelong connections and um networking for sure I think that's just you know the best thing in the world is mm -hmm. having all those connections and then also I really want to talk to like the professionals about how they first entered the industry and like what some of those challenges were how they got through it and yeah just what how, talk to them about their experience entering yeah. the world like commercial industry so no it's perfect and I think like y'all being here and like especially for you you applying getting into the workshop something the workshop can do better and I know we're always going to continue to try to do better is breaking the stigma of the kinds of photographers to apply to the workshop and so like y'all individually for the paths that you're choosing like we're helping communicate that you sharing your stories here today is helping achieve that goal like we're sharing all your, we're all pursuing some capacity of something different within this field. And again, we're breaking that stigma to where when a lot of people, when they go to the website, they might not know who Eddie Adams is anymore. Um, they might not. And then, but they know they hear it's this prestigious thing. They might see some stuff on social media, but then all of, if they, all they see is photojournalism and if they're produce, if they're pursuing a commercial background or fashion background, they'll be like, man, this isn't for me. So they're not even going to look at it as an option. And and we want to break that stigma. And you all sharing your stories here today, collectively, we're we're doing that, and we're providing an uh, an avenue for them to see that okay, this is for me. Like, yes, we could do a better job communicating on the website and stuff like that to show it's for everyone, and we're going to attain that goal. But in the meantime, you all sharing your time here today definitely helps us get a step closer to achieving that. And so. One last thing that I have for y'all before we go, we'll make it super quick because let's see. Yeah, I've had y'all forever and I promise I wouldn't keep you all day. Um, but yeah, Abigail, if you could start off and what, where do you want to be a year from now? Because the beauty is we'll get together a year from now and we'll see, you know, where we're at, what we said at the time and how life sort of played out for us. So, yeah, I think in a year from now, I really want to have like attained some like my dream clients or done some commercial wor work or had some of my stuff published in a magazine. Cause I think that's really one of my top goals. And I think that's attainable mm -hmm. in a year. So I think that's where I want to see myself. And I think that Eddie Adams workshop will definitely help me just with connections and advice I'll learn from there. So, so, and I won't hold you to it. Um, but so if you could name drop, if there's a client or two, so again, if you, it's not about hitting the mark. It's like, how did we get closer to the mark? So if there is, yeah, if you, if there's one or two clients off the top of your mind, or maybe there's, uh, uh, someone within the industry that you want to work with when it comes to a celebrity or someone within fashion, but yeah, just one or two names. So we can, we can be like, okay, we got it or we're closer to it. Um, I think like, obviously in like 10 years from now, it would be like Vogue, but there is, I know of like, there's the photo Vogue where it's like weekly mm -hmm. submissions. I would love to get into that. So I think that that's something that's more attainable for like coming up and also I've been working with like a modeling agency recently so um definitely like some of those bigger name models I'm not or I can't think of like one specific name <laughs> right. right now, but I'm sure that like it that will come too so um yeah <laughs> you yeah, know it's perfect answer I love it and Daniel what about for you a year from now where would you like to be sir um <laughs> I mean no pressure 
especially since I just graduated, I feel like I get this question asked a lot. Um, and like the more I think about it, um, you know, I've gone from so many different things like, oh, maybe working at a, a good newspaper or maybe like, you know, freelancing because I heard that these days makes a little bit more money <laughs> or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, but I think I've kind of it's I've kind of just came to the determination that I'd rather just be happy at what what like whatever I'm doing at the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um I feel like just being secure in where I am at the moment, I think is the most important thing. And I feel like, you know, obviously uh getting into a workshop is not gonna make all of your problems go away or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, I think it's just one more thing to um, help me get to the place that I want to be. Yeah. Um, and I don't know exactly what that is, but, um, you know, it's one step at a time. Yeah. No, I, I mean, hopefully a year from now, um, like we definitely, you attain your goal of being happy. If not, you know, obviously my door is open for you. And, uh, but I think, I think what will be interesting is like when you come back a year from now and you're happy, um, you can explain, you know, how this last year went and navigated and, you know, any kind of challenges that you overcame, um, or if there was even any, and, and I think that is sort of the interesting, that thing that we can talk about later on down the road is what did that path towards happiness and enlightenment look like between here and there? But for you, Chad, so yeah, what would you like, uh, where would you like to be a year from now? Um, wow, I would really love for one of my uh, one of my personal projects to maybe be published. Um, I mean, you know, ideally, if, you know, if, I, if we're talking, you know, big goals there, um, maybe <laughs> New York Times or, you know, mm -hmm. one of the big papers. Um, but, you know, I'd be just as happy if it was published locally or or regionally, you know um that and um yeah just being a better uh storyteller when it comes to my commercial work you know because i think that's also a big part of i mean that's what pays the bills and mm -hmm. you know for now <laughs> um, yeah and also yeah maybe even getting a paid uh a paid uh documentary type of type of job would be no, great that's perfect and i definitely i know we can definitely chat at the workshop and um, because it will be here before we know it. And then I know like one of my jobs I had in the Air Force for about seven years, I was the national marketing photo manager for the Air Force and Space Force. And so I definitely, and I also owned a business uh, fairly successful um, that's in the fashion industry, uh, fitness apparel, um, and to where a lot of that is where I've had to navigate um, like partnerships like with um, GNC, if you've heard of that supplement company, and then there's other fitness like boxes with F45 and Orange Theory. So I definitely understand a lot of the lingo and connections when it comes to um, articulating um, what the client's going to need to where they feel like they're going to want either your work um, or your abilities to how do you, how do they generate a return on investment, especially when you're dealing with a lot of local businesses and mom and pops businesses, they don't have a lot of money to be throwing around, even though yet your skill set specifically is going to be hugely beneficial into elevating what they need. They might not necessarily uh, one have the money or two, even if they have some money, it's hard for them to understand of how it's potentially going to generate them a return on investment without it being so literal. And so I definitely, that's stuff we can chat about at the workshop. And I know there's going to be a lot more successful people than myself that probably give you even better guidance and knowledge uh, through my personal experiences. And then for you, Gustavo, like, where would you like to be a year from now? Well, you know, I've, I've always been very, very, bad at advertising myself as a photographer <laughs> uh I, I i started the the my insert my I, I had a, an instagram account but like a private one that only like friends or family uh i posted photos of my kids so uh, that was completely private so nobody out of my actual circle would be there and during the pandemic i i started a new instagram account uh to put myself out there uh because I think uh, 
many of us are very uh, reluctant on 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 starting that. Once you are getting you get that moving, then mm. it's a it's a it's a regular process. But then, at least for me, it's very hard to think how I'm going to present myself to the world, so to speak. Uh, so I want to actually do that because I have been. I, I was hearing them and I was saying, well, uh, I, 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 I have uh, fulfilled uh, a lot of things in the time that I have uh, uh, working. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I've worked with Sky News, for instance, that is a, a, nice. a nice network mm -hmm. uh, from the UK. I have worked with BBC. I have worked with the German television. So uh, those things are... are uh, I have done, but there are several things that I have that that for me is 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 part of the puzzle that are missing, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, I need to be able to to present uh, myself as a photographer and also uh, to work on personal projects. I want to work in personal projects, even though I mean, if it, it doesn't necessarily has to be in order to get an award or whatever, because because I don't believe in working, I mean, in doing some things for the awards. The, the awards comes uh, is as a result of what you've done. It's not it's not your ultimate goal. I mean, uh, if if you want to play basketball every day to play in the NBA, mm -hmm. uh, that's gonna be a that's gonna be very hard. You know, yeah. that's going to be extremely hard. And if you're not playing in the NBA, then you're going to be, are you going to be, you're going to feel like you didn't make it. Uh, so, so in a way, uh, I want to put goals that uh, rely more on, on me than, than in external uh, con conditions, you know. Uh, and I want to work on the personal projects. I mean, I want to be able to uh, push, push, push until I, I, I get my personal uh, uh, work uh, done, personal projects done. Mm -hmm. I love it. I think that's uh, incredibly enlightening. And I feel like that's the perfect place for us to wrap today for everyone that's going to be listening to this podcast episode to resonate and reflect and see what they want from themselves. And again, I'm excited for y'all uh, and thankful that you shared your time today. Uh, and now when we get to the workshop come this October, there's some familiar faces to where when you're first walking out, when you get to the hotel or wherever you get into, you're going to be like, who's that? Who's that? But we're going to see some familiar faces in the crowd. You're initially going to be able to come up and uh, you don't need to have a creative icebreaker. Uh, and so again, as sort of like a beneficial thing of this as well. But again, I'm excited to see all this October. Again, thank you for your time and everything you shared today. Um, I'll be excited to catch up with you then. But other than that, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day.